Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of TP with TP. That's the podcast with Tom Polos. We have an amazing program for you guys today. From the Chernobyl Diaries, actor Devin Kelly sits down with me and we jam out to the music of Bear Attack. Also, a guy from my apartment complex claims he's going to drop by. I'll believe it when I see it. Hopefully you guys will hear it. You're listening to the podcast with Tom Polos, a.k.a. TP with TP. Here we are live in studio with Devin Kelly. Devin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tom Polos. Devin, am I pronouncing that right? You are, yeah. And you are Amanda in the upcoming horror film, The Chernobyl Diaries. Eek, I am. Am I saying Chernobyl right? You are, you are. Good, I, I hear Barnes and Chernobyls were having trouble. Yeah, they're really going under the economy. Um, it's, it's been it tough down. for everyone. It's been hard. And, and, Chernobyl. and the Chernobyl Diaries is part of a greater series, yes? Of the Princess Diaries, the Nanny Diaries, the Motorcycle Diaries, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Snow Dogs. So many diaries. Snow Dogs kind of got on the cutting room floor, yeah. which is a big old It won't honor. be part of the box set. It won't, but it is a classic. Paul Walker really can do the wrong. It's just so blue <laughs> Well, we're glad you've walked right into our studio and are talking to us about this film that comes out May 25th. Mm-hmm. And um, could you give us any gleam, um, as much as the producers will let you, as to what this film is about? It's about a few friends going abroad and on an extreme tour to the Reactor 4 site of um, the Chernobyl yeah. uh, disaster. Yeah, it's um, so the, the short of it is... A group of Americans, we um, we meet up, with me and two of my friends, we meet up with one of the guy's brothers who lives in Kiev, and he has this idea. He's just that guy, you know, gets into trouble, kind of, you know, good for nothing, oh, yeah. vagabond. I and, look in the mirror every day. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, he convinces us to go on this tour with uh, this gentleman named Yuri, and um, I mean... Brother, brother of Siri. Don't... <laughs> Don't trust anyone named Yuri, for the record. Amanda learned the hard way. Um, And he says he can take us into Pripyat, which is the town near Chernobyl where all the Chernobyl factory workers lived. And the story goes that when when reactor number four blew up, um, the families had to evacuate and they had no time to grab anything. And so this town is kind of just frozen in time. And so we go. And this happened in April, uh, April twenty sixth, nineteen eighty six. Mm-hmm. And this is um, you guys are going in the current time. I think it's set actually set in two thousand two. Oh. Which um, I I wasn't aware of that at the time. But <laughs> now it's two thousand two. I probably would have made some different character choices. <laughs> maybe I would have had a disc man instead of an iPod. <laughs> I'm assuming you didn't go to the Ukraine to film this. Is that so? That is so. You're correct. They, I think the producers were going to go to Pripyat to, um, to get some B-roll and stuff, and then at the last minute, it, they, it was deemed un- Probably not visible. a good idea. Yeah. Why risk it? And one of the uh, wonderful gentlemen behind the project has um, sort of exploded in the past five years. Uh, can you tell our listeners about the um, Paranormal Activity gentleman's sure. role in this project? So Oren Pelly created the Paranormal Activity franchise, and he uh, created this movie, created the Chernobyl Diaries. And before I met him, he was involved in the whole audition process, in the shooting process, post everything. He was there every single day. And before I met him, I was ready for him to be um, a rather creepy gentleman, <laughs> because paranormal movies scared me. They are a little bit terrifying. It's like, how is this in someone's brain? Who came up with this? What is this guy's deal? I'm a little nervous. And then when I met him, 
he's probably the nicest dude on the face of the planet and giggles and laughs and likes likes to eat snacks on set with us like he's so normal and sweet and I was just ready for him to be like wearing a black cloak or I don't know talking about ghosts and villains the whole time but now you were surrounded yeah, yeah, I mean I can only imagine what goes on in that guy's uh, the, the annals of his brain <laughs> I know. But, but you were part of um, such a wonderful group of actors and producers and writers who all came together for this project one of the actors I know as Theodore from Elvin and the Chipmunks, <laughs> Jesse McCartney is in this film. Jesse McCartney is J-Mac. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad we can call him that. I, I feel like we can uh, actually finally talk about him. We're there. J-Mac is in this film. What was it like working with him? Did anything about um, his past work come up? Um, well, when we met at the audition, because we did a bunch of rounds of chemistry reads, he just kind of shook my hand. I was like, hey, I'm Jesse. Nice to meet you. I was like, oh, cool. And then we walked in the audition room. And then... Halfway through the audition, I was like, wait a tick. <laughs> I know who you are. And I, I think I'm a little older than his target audience was when he was really big into the music thing. But my little sister played Beautiful Soul like there was no tomorrow. And so I'm used to hearing that seep under the door from the bedroom next to me. Um, the, a funny thing was we were all we were hanging out at work and... Um, there's a lovely Norwegian girl in the movie, and she d wasn't aware of Jesse's past or something. And we were talking about the Backstreet Boys or New Kids on the Block or something. He was like, "Yeah, I opened for them last year," and in bless Ingrid's heart, it was like, "Oh yeah, what did you do?" <laughs> she was like, <laughs> "He was like, oh, I, I sang," and she was like, "Do you have a band?" <laughs> she just really had no idea, and he was so sweet. He's like, "Yeah, I have a band." <laughs> She's like, "What is it called?" He's like. Jesse McCartney. <laughs> That's so nice that it's named after you. Oh, Ingrid. Oh, Ingrid. Up. But he opened for New Kids on the Block. I mean, that's... That's that's, oh, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. That's huge. And, and he transitions to this horror genre, a genre that many people are obsessed with. Mm -hmm. For me, I'm, I'm jarred by real life alone. Horror movies, you know. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like horror movies when they're funny, when they're, you know, and um, a lot of stuff. But I can get behind a horror movie that Devin Kelly is in. What Please makes do. what makes you attracted to this genre? Oh my, um, I think I don't mean to scare you with that question. <laughs> Did I look frightened? <laughs> I think you know an actor always wants a challenge or wants like, ooh, this part scared me, so I'm gonna go for it. But this part literally scared me. Like I was very, very nervous and very apprehensive about going to strange towns in Eastern Europe, basically with a bunch of strangers, even though. You know, there's some some names in it. I was like, I don't know these people, and I'm just gonna go to this teeny town in Hungary or wherever we were. We were kind of all over. Um, so I would I I did it more because I just felt like this is this is my chance, and um, maybe it'll demystify the horror genre for me, and I'll start liking mm -hmm. it. Um, I still have nightmares, and I don't think I'm ever gonna be the same. Now Amanda walks around. I can tell from the trailer and all the uh, clips the public is allowed to see. Mm -hmm. She walks around with the camera. Yeah. She's taking pictures the whole time. She's sort of documenting the experience, and she spots something mm -hmm. in the trailer. Mm -hmm. And um, I would like you to say my favorite line from the trailer. Do you know what it is? Is that a baby? Yes. <laughs> the line is, I believe the line is, it sounds like a baby. It sounds like a baby. <laughs> I mean, I imagine a lot of babies got left behind, I get, Yeah. Absolutely. Everything got know. left behind. Schools. Yeah. Babies. So maybe... Jesse McCartney albums? <laughs> I was 86, so maybe not. Maybe not. I don't think he was born yet. But maybe those baby dolls that are like yeah. on the on the ground got um were all radio activated and 
came to life. Maybe oh, that's yeah. it. I don't did know. you learn anything about radiation or um, you know Geiger counters or anything? How did you prepare for um, a world? Because it's ironic, because you're going into it as Amanda, someone who right. wouldn't know anything about it. Yeah. But you, as a you know supporter to the story, would want to know more about the situation. I yeah, I tried to research. As much as I could, you're right, that is a fine line where it's like, well, Amanda wouldn't know this, but I should know how to react to... A reactor? To a reactor, exactly. Um, so I I was kind of just looking at different stages of what happens to your body and um, uh, as you're exposed to more and more radiation. And it, it's still... Scientists still don't completely understand it, but there's a lot of vomiting that happens. Um, a lot of um, things coming out of your body and... <laughs> different ways and uh they they didn't want a whole lot of barfing in the movie i kept saying that like i really think amanda would throw up in this instance they're like okay Devin, that's not what happened, so <laughs> thank you go. for that <laughs> thank you for your two cents and go stand on your mark and be quiet <laughs> all right i tried um have you seen uh many screenings of it so far i have seen one screening of it and um <laughs> it was it was a very rough cut and with temporary sound and all that stuff but we were all watching it at Oren's house, and I screamed like a little girl at least several times. And finally, Jonathan Sadowski, who plays uh, Paul, who's Jesse McCartney's brother in the movie, was like, yo, dude, uh, you know what happens. You can chill out. <laughs> but it's, it's just, I'm just ready to be scared, and I'm so on edge. Like, I'm kind of like you. I'm jarred by real life. Yeah, well, that goes into my next question. So with movies and TV shows that you're in, you're able to separate it because you're in it, or are you still, you know, having trouble with that reality? Oh gosh, um, this one was a hard one to separate from because we were just, we we're so in that world. We were in Eastern Europe, no one around us spoke English. We were filming in very scary locations. And so I'd go home at night to our hotel at night and um, it, I just, I, I checked under the bed several times. The, the mini fridge was making too much noise one night so I had to unplug it because my mind kept doing scary things. Um, and the maids would always open uh the windows while I was gone and so I'd open the door and all the curtains would be billowing out towards I me. I was like, it. Oh well I'm just gonna give up. Like I'm gonna pack my bags and go home because I don't know how much longer I can take this. And how long were you guys abroad? How long were you guys filming in Eastern Europe? About a month. Which is long enough to make anyone go crazy. As excited as I am to see you on the big screen coming up with Chernobyl Diaries, um, I wanna talk about some of your small screen work. Yeah. And I wanna great. talk about your time on the Chicago Code. <laughs> um, and to, you're tapping into my Minnesotan roots over there. Of course, you are from St. Paul. I am, yeah. There you go. Um, what's the best thing about St. Paul? Oh my gosh, St. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul. Everyone's just so nice. Yeah, and they're just so sweet. What did you learn from the Chicago Code about yourself as an actor and about just the success of a show in general? That's a really good question. Um, well, for the learn what I learned as an actor, twofold. One, we had to. Um, we had to do a lot of tactical training. So I learned like how to shoot a gun and how to, you know, all the, the technical police work. We had a, a fantastic technical advisor who's a Chicago detective. And so we'd go on ride-alongs. We did all that stuff. We went to the shooting range. And so that was great. And that's so fun as an actor to have the tangible side of things. Where it's like, oh, sweet, I know how to put handcuffs on a bad guy. That's so fun. Um, but as an actor on the more artsy-fartsy side of things, um... I, I think since, since it was my first job, I was nervous and I, you know, I knew I had a lot to learn. I was going in very, very green. And so the best, I think the best choice that I made was just to 
listen to everyone and learn as much as possible like sidle up to the directors and see what like was going on what this shot meant and how they were working and why they were shooting this way and then there's some fantastic veteran actors on the show Jason Clark is someone who's just unbelievable and he was a great person to kind of lead the show so I just learned so much from watching him where he knew his lines he was did the homework but he'd come to set and just play and go bananas like if if there was a chair by him, he'd throw it if it made sense. He was just so alive in the moment that it was he was so wonderful to work off of because you never knew what was going to come next. And there's nothing worse than either watching a performance or working with someone in a performance. You're like, wow, this is just so plotted out and I can predict everything you're going to do. When Chicago Code was winding down, did you guys know the series was coming to an end or did you film it all and then find out later? We filmed it all and then found out later, which... I think I would have it. I would rather have it that way. Like we we really filmed it in. We were in such a in a vacuum. We started film. We filmed from like June or July until about December, Christmas time, and then it didn't air until February. So we got to put all thirteen episodes together without critics or audience members or any of that. Sometimes you can learn a lot from them. Like oh, the critics don't like this, so let's change it as we go along. But we were already in the can. So while we were shooting, we really got to be in our own little world and not worry about outside voices and you uh have had great success on this show covert affairs yeah can you tell me a little bit about that show and that story for our listeners sure covert affairs is a show on usa starring piper parabo and chris gorham um and they are both cia operatives and my character comes in um as a love interest are you parker i'm parker (laughs) yeah um chris gorham's character's name is augie and he was blinded um, in the war in Iraq, and my Parker's brother served on a special forces team with Augie. And so we meet at a memorial service, or kind of one year anniversary of my brother's death, or two year anniversary, rather. And, um, and we meet, and we hit it off. And then Parker leaves to join the Peace Corps, because she's a good person. And, and our romance has some bumps. So what's next for Devin Kelly? Give me something to promote. Oh my goodness. I'm a glutton for promotion. <laughs> yes. Can I hire you as my PR person? Absolutely. Perfect. Done. TP for PR. <laughs> um, I just filmed a, a delightful indie in New York City. Um, it's called Anchors. And it's um, it's just a two-hander. It's myself and Will Estes, who's this delightful actor. And um, we play a couple that dated in college, and we haven't seen each other in years, and we bump into each other on the streets of New York City. And when can we see it? Ooh, that's How an long? excellent question. We just wrapped a couple weeks ago, so I know they're they're in that editing studio. Yeah. Hopefully soon. It's, I think they're going to try to do the the festival tracks. So. And where where in New York were you filming? Um, we filmed in the financial district. Oh, you you Hotel occupied Hotel. Wall Street. I occupied uh, William Street. Oh, okay, good. There we go. Good. Look at you. No picketing for me though. No. Well, we're going to picket for you, and we're going to look forward to seeing anchors, perhaps in twenty thirteen. Per snaps. I hope so. Maybe <laughs> earlier. Who knows? Persnaps. I love how this conversation is going. It sounds like a baby. <laughs> it sounds like a baby. This conversation's like a baby. <laughs> Things um, are creepy when you whisper them. Always whisper. I got really close to the mic. Shh, Tom. Ask the next question. Sorry. So the next question is uh, kind of tying into what we've been doing. We've been sort of just bouncing ideas and questions off each other. I've read that a lot of Chernobyl Diaries was sort of improv Is that yeah, true? Yeah, it is true. Um, 
Well, at least the the entire audition process was all improv, which um, was super interesting. Cause and getting freeing as an actor, they're like, all right, come into this audition. You don't have to do anything beforehand. <laughs> Great, I just have to show my face. Neither you like it or you don't. <laughs> um, but the the weird thing is, it's um, it's hard to do auditions for this kind of movie because the stakes are always so high. And so when you're in a teeny room with seven other people, like a bunch of producers and a casting director you know, on the corner of Wilshire and La Brea, it's hard to s- pretend like you're being mauled by some creature or some disease or is that going to take over your body or whatever. And so they, they gave us fake scenarios when we were auditioning. They're like, okay, you're on a train and it has shut off. It's, you know, there's been an earthquake or something, so you're trapped underground and what would you do? And then, I, I mean, half the time I would just yell and scream and say really bizarre things and then leave the room and go, oh, wow, I don't know what just happened in there and they'll probably never want to see me ever again. So when we started doing chemistry reads... Every time you say chemistry <laughs> reads, I just think of like nuclear reactors and actually like chemistry reads. So when we when they started pouring chemicals all over our bodies <laughs> as we were reading to one another... Um, what a party. I know, gosh, it was great. Eastern good, Europe, man. Good job. Laughs all around. Uh, laughs and burns all around. And mini fridges. <laughs> When, when we were doing our, now I feel weird saying chemistry reads, when we were auditioning with one another when, you know, uh, the core cast actually started meeting each other and trying, you know, pairing us up to see what would work, um, they recorded what we said in those auditions and they just put half the stuff we came up with in the actual movie, which is kind of fun. Yeah, that's awesome and liberating yeah. and, uh, it was, it was, you know, the, they should give you a writing credit, really. I mean, they should give me a writing credit and on top of that, I use a flashlight in so much of the movie, I think I deserve a lighting credit as Absolutely. Well, right? Do you use the lighting, uh, the lighting thing? Do you use the I flashlight do. more than the camera? Why do you have so um, many props? I, she's I've got to have my props. I've got to have my props, you guys. I don't work unless my hands are full at all times. <laughs> I wish they would have thrown a backpack on me as well. Then I could have just had so much stage business. 2002. Everyone had a backpack. Seriously, one strap or two. Jeez. What what did you what, what, what Amanda do? What Amanda do? Oh, God. I've had the, I had this I had the same AD? backpack for the longest time. So was only it a old sport? It was a North Face. Nice. Yeah. I think Amanda would um she'd be a two shoulder kind of girl. Yeah. Jan, so. You're saying Jan Sport. Yeah. She's very practical. Like she's kind of, she's the kind of girl who's prepared for anything. And then Devin on the other hand is like, oh I left the house without shoes on today. Oops. Well we're happy you wore shoes here and we're happy you <laughs> dropped by and I really can't thank you enough for jumping by TPUTP and thank you uh, so much and also congratulations on all your success and we look forward to seeing the movie everyone's going to go out and watch it and uh, watch you on Covert Affairs and all the good stuff you've been doing thank you so much Thomas, so fun being here of course, we'll be right back guess who just joined Twitter nope, not yet but we did, follow us at Tom, that's at T-O-M-M and enjoy the weirdness we're new to it, please. Welcome back to TP with TP. I'm here live in studio with the music and musicians of Bear Attack. Welcome on the show, guys. Hi! Oh my <laughs> goodness. That was a, uh, a rar, if you will, from Bear Attack. Uh, you guys have a new album out, or a new EP out, rather, EP on TP with TP. This is uh, called Shapes by Bear Attack. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I got three fifths of the band here. The other two and a half men, who knows where they are. <laughs> but uh, who do we have in studio? I'm Nick. I play bass. Excellent. I am Mia, and I sing and play piano and guitar. 
Excellent. And I'm Eric, and I sing and I play piano and I play guitar too. And I'm Tom, and I have a problem. Uh, excellent. Hi, Tom. Hi, welcome, Tom. Um, but the, there's no problems on this album or their EP. I'm really ecstatic to have you guys on the program, and we're going to get your music out there, promote you, as we should, on this wonderful iTunes program. Here is a clip from their song, which is probably a favorite of mine, the Backpack Song. Here's a clip. Well, that was great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It was, yeah. awesome. was it as good for you as it was for me? Always. Uh, Always. Yeah. Takes Always. me back. Oh. <laughs> well, we're going right back to the rest of the Backpack song. Thank you. 
Bear Attack, will you tell me a little bit about this new EP, Shapes? Sure. Um, we recorded our EP in November of 2011 in Pasadena, um, and we realized that we needed quite a bit of money in order to do it, so we launched a Kickstarter campaign to fund it. So. And we ended up raising about $5,500. I believe it was $5,583. Yes, with 87 unique backers, which was mm-hmm. kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, it, Kickstarter is a website where basically you, you put up a project and then you basically just promote the crap out of it to see who will donate. And then it, it's not donating. It's like if they give you $10 and you promise to give them a finished copy of the EP or $500 and we'll take you out on a lovely spaghetti dinner date. <laughs> nobody Lady in the nobody tramp, did that for push, whatever reason. Exactly, exactly. Well, if I had known, I would have. <laughs> um, we're happy to kickstart you here. Um, and it was released, the EP, on April 27th of this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just uh, 26 years and one day after the Chernobyl disaster. Oh my goodness. Total through a line to our program. What's your favorite comparison for Bear Attack, and what's your least favorite comparison to Bear Attack? Um, I would say uh, one that's very nice. Uh, we get we get some Radiohead comparisons, and that's my personal favorite band. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, another one is the Swell Season, which makes a lot of sense because um, there's a male and a female singer. Yes. Which is what we are. Yes. People are pretty clever. (laughs) (laughs) Once they think of it, it's oh. Oh. Yes. If you don't know the Swell Season, they're from, or they starred in the movie called Once, a little indie Irish flick, which was really cool. Any other comparisons that you dislike? Uh, People sometimes compare us to Coldplay, which is is fine, but I... I, Nick doesn't, isn't the hugest fan of Coldplay. But he says they have some nice songs. They have, they have, like, they have a good song. I just, I just never really thought that like that would be a comparison. That but <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, didn't didn't come up right away. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what's coming up right now is another Bear Attack song, and we're gonna listen to Shine. What can you guys tell me about this track? Oh, it was yeah the first song that Eric and I ever wrote together. So Aww. it's kind of a little special place in our heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we usually end every show with it. So. So now you know. Every time you go to the show, head to your car right before Shine. No! <laughs> stay for it! There's like a cool guitar solo at the end. It'll be Violins. awesome. All right. Oh, it features Peter Lee Johnson mm-hmm. on violin, and he's kind of a YouTube, YouTube star. sensation. Oh, yes. All right. Well, here, here we are about to play for you the world. Bear Attack song, Shine. Oh. 
There's an instrument missing from Bear Attack. Ooh. Do you guys think of anything you could add to it That's to make really it even more saucy for your fans? I mean, for your bear leavers. For <laughs> <laughs> bear leavers. We've always wanted a didgeridoo, actually. A didgeridoo and a rain stick. <laughs> <laughs> I think a rain stick is something I could get we, behind. Um, wow. We, we, I feel like we've always been missing a, a distorted triangle. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. An obtuse one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, but, think, but really, I, I feel yeah. we're actually pretty complete. Before, we didn't have a guitar player for a yeah. little while. Okay. And then when Brandon, who is an extraordinarily good uh, guitar player, when he joined our band, it really kind of fleshed it out. Yeah. So... Uh, and then there are some tracks like Shine um, that has violin at the end. So, but as far as like the the live sound, I think we're yeah. I think the live sounds pretty complete. I think for maybe for like future recordings, I mean, I think we'd consider having like you know, rain like stick. a string, like rain stick, and uh, like a we string quartet rain, or something. Though. We have real rain on, on exit him. On exit exit him. <laughs> While we were recording um, in November, th- yeah. it was raining like basically the whole weekend we recorded, and so we just stuck a mic outside and we're like, "This is perfect." Threw <laughs> <laughs> the microphone, but got it great. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people find you online? This comes the time where we want to promote you as best we can. Do you guys have a website or anywhere yeah. on social media yeah. that people the can reach best, you? The best place to go to find us is omgbearattack.com. Okay. Like, oh my uh, god. And yeah. like, <laughs> like when you're being attacked yeah, by a bear. Oh my yeah, god. That's, what, that's yeah. what you think. Oh my god, I'm being attacked by a bear. How yeah. could this have happened? Um, <laughs> Where else can people find you on the interwebs besides omgbearattack.com? Um, yes, mm-hmm. dot com. It, that will send you right to our Facebook page, which has all of our like shows that we play, like dates, and also um, our whole EP can be streamed for free on our Bandcamp page, which is omgbearattack.bandcamp.com So this music also for charity and for profit on Bandcamp and on iTunes. Yes. Yes, Feel free to listen to it and then fall in love with it and then buy it. Yes. Um, Support the wonderful musicians and artists of Bear Attack and their new EP Shapes. Yeah. Yes. Shape Ups. (laughs) Be your next one. That's kind of sketchy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bear Attack, thank you so much for coming on TP with TP, the podcast with Tom Polos. Any last words? Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank <laughs> oh, you, no, Tom. no, no. Thank you. Thank you for listening and hopefully enjoying our music. Absolutely. <laughs> all growling, all exclamation points, no question marks. Enjoy their music. Yeah. <laughs> on iTunes, everywhere, Bear Attack. We'll be right back. that's our program we want to thank you so much for checking us out we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did there's always more at thepolosgrounds.com hello oh hey guy from the apartment complex how you doing oh i'm doing good feeling invigorated yeah spring has sprung in your life yeah yeah welcome to may it's great just got out of the pool (laughs) oh really um what do you enjoy most about may it's you know memorial day coming up 
You have all the crazy movies coming out. Have you seen any good movies recently? Oh, well, um, I mostly, I, I watch the first hour of things on Netflix. Oh, um, that's it? And then I fall asleep. Uh, that's that's my normal tactic. Do you finish the movies afterwards? No, not usually. Is it just so you can get sort of a accustomed to what that movie can offer and get a little culture? Or you just you, you know, it's sort of you spend the next day thinking about what happens in the second half. Whereas instead of thinking about like a resolved story, you are writing the second act in your mind all day. Man, if we all lived like that, how interesting it would be. <laughs> Do you see any live theater in Los Angeles, or do you just stick with your Netflix one hour a day? Well, oddly enough, when I, when I try to see full stories, I, I get foiled. Go on. Well, I, I went to the theater um, last week, and it was a musical, Brigadoon. I was, I was very excited for it, and I... Is that the magical one? Yeah, it's, it's the magical one. Okay. I don't quite know the full story. All right, Why? But... Well, I watched this play, and at the start of the play, they just went off to, like, this, this like, fairyland, and then, like, character, like, this character that, like, I had no idea who he was, was just killed. And people, like, people in the audience were crying. And I was like, we haven't invested anything in this character. Like, this audience was nuts. Yeah. Um, and then, like, things kept happening. People kept referencing things I didn't understand, and I thought, like, this was, like, an old-time musical, not, like, The Matrix, you know? Uh... But sure enough, I had walked into the second act of Brigadoon. Oh, so you had missed the first go about. Yeah. Now apparently how far, a lot how, in the first how, act. how far into the second act did you realize? It wasn't until curtain that you realized? The bows. It was the bows. Because <laughs> I, I knew there was an intermission. Did you go with anyone or how did you how did you show like what time did you show up? Don't most shows start at a certain time? Yeah, apparently it started at 7, and I showed up at 8. I thought it started at 8, and that just happened to be right when intermission was falling. Uh-huh. And my friend said he would meet me there. So he was there. Yeah. I guess I sat down, we, just, we didn't say a word, we just made the theater. I don't know what to say. <laughs> Guy from the apartment complex, please grace us with a pun. Oh, well, um, I'd say my favorite right now is uh i get into the shower at the gym and i never know if it's gonna be like really hot or really cold so i just have to like you know just like hey you know just just get in there you know it's my number and scald me maybe uh also at the moment um so i don't know if you knew this but sonny bono his his wife really wanted to earn the highest peace prize in the world uh and so she knew that she had to keep track of her good deeds. And these writings now are kept and saved as the Cher Nobel Diaries. There's the through line. Are you okay? You're like tugging at your hand. You know, it's, it's this nervous tick I've had like my entire life. Um... I don't know if you know this, but the main line on your palm that, like, outlines uh, your thumb joint, basically. Where's mine? So there's, like, this line that, like, outlines the thumb part of your hand. Oh, I see. The thumb yeah, yeah, quadrant yeah, yeah. of your hand Got and it. your thumb is, is like, marked by that line. Mm-hmm. And that line, as it extends out, is your lifeline. Okay. Like, in palm reading. So what I do, and I, I don't think this actually adds to your lifeline. I don't think, like, this counts. Um, but when I was a kid, I really did. I, I fold my skin 
to make a crease and I've made a crease enough that now uh, you can check it out. I've added like a quarter of an inch. Wow. So you're extending your lifeline one pull at a time. Yeah. But I don't know if like palm reading counts if it gets off your palm onto the back of your hand. So you're right now on pace to live to like 150. I, I hope that's how it works. I'll let you know how it works out. Please do. Please let us know. And also, please let us know about what you're watching on Netflix. The fact that you're only watching an hour of it amuses me, but also entices me. What are you watching an hour of? Well, it's it's a really weird mix. I like I share um, a Netflix account with this this couple that like lives with me, and um, they search for like like they look at really weird stuff. But I think I have a pretty normal like last five viewed. What are your last five viewed? Uh, well, toddlers and tiaras. <laughs> Duh. I love Tallers and Tiaras. <laughs> um, and then Restrepo. Did you see Restrepo? I'm unfamiliar with Restrepo. It's it's like Tallers and Tiaras in that it's documentary, but it's documenting. Um, <laughs> Wait, what is it documenting? It's documenting um, the war in Afghanistan, uh, <laughs> which is just like Tallers and Tiaras. Of course. Like there's just multiple levels, but Toddlers and Tiaras is more of a metaphor for the war in Afghanistan. Yes. Than the war in Afghanistan actually is Toddlers and Tiaras. What's another thing you watch on Netflix? Um, Civil War documentaries. Those mm-hmm. I can fall asleep in a certain way. Like really, they 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 comfort me. Uh, so a lot of war stuff, a lot of children stuff. What else are you watching? Uh, well, the, uh, there's Pingu. Uh huh. Which is a Scandinavian claymation cartoon. Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Claymation's big. Claymation's big in Guy at the Apartment Complex's reality. Yeah. Um, what about your last Google searches, dare I ask, now that I know your last Netflix searches? Well, uh, let's see. We have Fat Cat's Rumble. What I actually meant was Fat Cat's Tumblr. <laughs> uh, 24 Hour Fitness, I was looking for one in Glendale. Okay. Uh, and four eggs a day, four eggs a day, cancer. <laughs> uh, cast of the five on the fox. <laughs> on the fox. <laughs> Average grand theft sentence. <laughs> Average homicide sentence in the state of California. <laughs> and we're good, and we're good. There we go on. Anything, anything lighter on that search engine? Oklahoma City population. <laughs> Although, mixed with those other things that could just yeah. be... Perhaps, perhaps any of those things coupled with Fat Cat Rumble <laughs> is what everyone's worried about. Guy from the Apartment Complex, thank you so much for sharing your time and talent with us, as always. Thank you. Thank you. All right, that's our program. We want to thank you so much for checking us out. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We want to take this moment to thank our guests. Thanks to Devin Kelly, Bear Attack, Guy from the Apartment Complex. Special thanks to Sammy J for the rhythms. Thanks to Bop, as always. Thank you, Trent. You'll see us next time, or you'll hear us next time, on TPU and TP. That's the podcast with Tom Polos. There's always more at thepolosrounds.com. Happy New Year.